remember like a fire was in my stomach. Like I feel right now, like it's time to go get it. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm grateful for what Never Change was because it, it kicked off my life to be what it is right now. It started my career. And it wasn't this big record to where like people could say like, oh, he's a one hit wonder. He doesn't have that. Like it wasn't that yet. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I'm grateful for the opportunity to be able to like progress. The average person still doesn't know who Dusty State True is. Welcome to the Mike Squires and Friends podcast. I'm your host, Mike Squires. Today I'm joined by my good friend, Dusty State True. Now, Dusty is an incredible artist out of Connecticut, signed to South Coast. And we talk about some of his big records, such as Never Change and Reflections, going on tour with Tusi, Lil Tecca, and A Boogie. And to be honest, Dusty and I just had a super real conversation. If you want to support the Mike Squires and Friends podcast, all you got to do is hit that little subscribe button or download on your preferred podcast platform. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Mike Squires and Friends. Dusty, welcome to the Mike Squires and Friends podcast, dude. What's up, man? I'm happy you're here. Definitely. Thank you. (laughs) Nah, thanks for having me, bro. Of course, dude. I want to hop right into it, though, dude. Mm -hmm. I want to know what it was like growing up in New Haven. Yeah, honestly, bro, like, my experience, like, growing up in New Haven was totally different than, like, like, your average experience. Like, I, I saw the best of both worlds. Like, I was a kid who grew up in the hood. But I like doing other stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, I always pride my grandmother on, like, giving me the opportunity to see the world, like, for what it was. Like, I remember she drove, we were driving through, like, the hill one time. And if you know, you know, if you're from New Haven, you know where the hill's at. And she saw a camp. And the camp was, like, a church camp. But it was, like, a, I didn't want to go because I was, like, oh, church camp. I want to go to the Boys and Girls Club with my friends. I want to go to Leap. I want to do that thing. But she was adamant on keeping me, like, out of the streets and out of trouble at that time because I was getting into a lot of trouble. Mm. So she put me and my little brother in the church camp, but the church camp had a sleepaway camp after that three weeks at the church camp in New Hampshire where I've met some of my best friends to this day. You know what I mean? All up and down the East Coast from Dallas, from Ireland, the UK. Like I got to see like, you know, a wider, like just have a wider perspective on what the world was like at a young age. So not, not to mention like we had downtown like Yale, you know what I mean? I was skateboarding downtown, like, with my boys. Like, yeah, just having that type of, like, like an Ivy League school within, like, you know, 10 minutes away from the crib was kind of crazy. Just to see, like, you know, pay attention to how they walked and how they just didn't care about life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they just enjoyed the moment. It just it definitely brought in my perspective. Were you a well-behaved kid? <clears throat> no. Oh, dang. Like, yeah, not at all. Because <laughs> right now you're so, like, chill and, like, yeah, mild-mannered yeah. and relaxed. So, like, <laughs> what type of trouble were you getting into? Bro, I was any and everything. Like, mm. uh, man, like, I remember, like, for, in seventh grade, for instance, like, whether it be fights, anything, like, I brought a I brought a BB gun to school, got expelled. Like, you Dang, know? dude. I was just a crazy kid. Like, I was just very hyperactive. I was very, like, you know what I'm saying? I was very... ADHD, (laughs) for sure, you know? Yeah, so you said your grandma was the one that kind of facilitated, you know, keeping you in a good spot. Yeah, What's your relationship with your grandma, and, you know, how's that, like— My grandmother and my grandfather, like, pretty much raised me. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, my mom did as well. My dad did, but they were young parents, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. My mom had me in high school. Okay. My dad, my parents were in high school when they had me. So they were still growing up themselves. Like, I always say, like, I grew up with my mother, Mm. you know, because, like, it's what happened. Like, by the time my mom was my age, I was five years old. 
So that's put that into perspective. That's kind of crazy. You that know is what I'm crazy, dude. Because I couldn't even imagine having a five year old myself right now. I can't imagine either, dude. You know, so she had me really young. So I always say I grew up with her. So my grandparents kind of took on that role as like, you know, what I saw as like a parental figure very early. Mm. Not to say my mom wasn't a bad parent. Like she was not a bad parent at all. She just was growing up too. She was, she was growing young. up too. Yeah, yeah, like you know what I'm saying. She was 22 when she had my brother, and you know, yeah, it was like we were we had a young mom, so. Yeah, dude. And have your family always been like supportive of like your creative ventures, music and things like that? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's all good, dude. Well, it's a scary path to go down. So I totally mm-hmm. understand why like, you know, people can be skeptical because it's like, you know, so at what point, you know, did they see that this is actually what Dusty's doing? You know, it was it was probably Months after Never Change. Okay. Months after my first record that came yeah. out. For those of you will get into what Never Change yeah, is. Yeah, we'll talk about it. It was definitely months after Never Change. Like, my mom, like, ah, man, like, because, you know, she wanted me to go to school. She wanted me to do to do better than her. Yeah. You know, but that wasn't really my thing. You know, I never, I didn't do the college thing. I didn't do well in high school. Not to say, like, my SAT scores, like, were really high. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For somebody who had the grades I had. Yeah, but so you weren't passionate about I it. I wasn't passionate about school. It wasn't my thing. So I just, you know, I took another route. And I remember, she's going to kill me for even saying this. She told me I wasn't Jay-Z and I wasn't Kanye West. <laughs> and that, yo, that put a battery in my back. Because I never said I wanted to be them, but I looked up to them. Yeah, but it you probably actually saying? motivated you. Motivated the hell out of me. So yeah. I said, I'm about to show you. Like, we're going to see who's Jay-Z and who Kanye and is. Yeah, And dude. now my mom is very proud of me, you know? Yeah. So... So let's talk a little bit before Never Change, though. Like, where's your life at? Because from my understanding, that was, like, your first real, like, record with a video and everything. Mm -hmm. So, like, where are you at in your life? You know, like, what's an average day for Dusty right before that song? Honestly, I was at Chase's crib. My boy Chase. Shout out to Chase. It was me, Chase, Sid, you know what I'm saying, a couple other people, my boy Rel. Like, we were over there trying to start being in like falling into the creative like, aspect of our lives and just doing creative things and that's what led up to her telling me I wasn't Jay-Z or Kanye West like we had this studio out the basement like we had the the somebody was screen printing in the kitchen uh Sid was sewing up pants in the living room like we were just trying to like do whatever it took to just be creative and stay creative and that was my life day in and day out before you know never changed really yeah and I was just working like working a job getting money Busting my ass, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. What I, you, I used to, I used to write. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut no, you off. No, you're good. I used to write music at my job. Like I used to be at work eight hours, mm. writing music, listening to beats on my headphones, and because I was a residential aide, so I, I pretty much had an easy job. I was just kind of sitting there, and I used to write music and book a session with my paycheck for 11:30 that night, knowing I got off at 11, I was going straight to the studio, and I would write that song at that. Like, I wrote Never Change at work that night. That's crazy. And then I went to the studio and recorded it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, dude. Like, that's, that was the flow. That was just what I was on, you know? Yeah, so what was inspiring you to get into music? Like, what was telling you that, like, yeah, this is something that I need to do? My whole life. I used to get in trouble writing raps in school. Like, mm, So you always were doing yeah, it. Yeah, but, like, but like, I, I, like, I like to say, like, I'm over 10 years in. Mm. You know, like I'm obviously new and fresh to the game, like in perspective of just me dropping music and doing things. And yeah, but like as far as making music and staying creative, I'm maybe 15 years and like I'm just I've always been doing it. Yeah, I've always been doing it. We grew up, you know, 
early 2000s were, were, where they call us iGen now, which is crazy. Yeah. But like, we grew up like in that perfect world. We had to blend it like outside and internet. You know what I'm saying? That's so, so true, dude. And you know, that like, it's actually possible. Yeah, it's crazy. So it's like, I grew up listening to what my mom grew up listening to, which was that late 90s, early 2000s, like sound. And that like influenced me to want to do music because I thought the rappers were the coolest people in the world, bro. Yeah, dude. I thought they were the coolest people in the world, you know? I want to talk to you a little bit about, you know, some of the things around Never Change. Mm -hmm. And I know one thing is that we have this in common, actually, mm -hmm. is that video game videos actually helped boosted the song. If yeah, I'm not they mistaken. Did. Yo, they did, bro. That's what I'm saying. So that happened to me on one of my yeah. releases, too. So I For know real? that game. Was it FaZe and stuff like that? FaZe, yeah, Fortnite. Yo, bro. that shit's crazy because their influence at that time was insane. Dude, so insane. I, I learned about FaZe through a page called Swaggy Tracks. There's mm -hmm. a YouTube channel that posted music, but FaZe would basically use the uh, songs from Swaggy Tracks. Mm hmm. In their videos, you know, for me, for you, it was a lot of Fortnite, but for when they were using my stuff, it was a lot of Call of Duty. But I want to talk to you about those moments where you're seeing your song used in these montages that are just... I swear to God, bro, I was like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. I was I was so confused as to what, the, what was happening, you know what I'm saying? That I was like, I knew something was going to make that song go because I kept pushing it. Like, I didn't stop. That's the thing people do, like, now, like, they drop a song and then they stop. You know mm. what I mean? I argue with Frankie Fire all the time, like, about this, because he knows that I, like, I don't take it as, like, let me flood, 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 flood all the time, which I should, and I sh I'm starting to do now. I kind of, like, push a record, like, to the max, to the most I can get out of it. You know what I mean? I push Never Change for it. People don't know that. Seven months. Mm. The only song I had out, because I knew something would react. How long was it before, before it I'm popped saying? off, like, since it was out? October that year. I dropped it in May. Okay, so it, like, wasn't immediate. No. It took a second for it no, to catch. No, it had, like, 3K views for, like, ever. I remember that's when I saw it, because obviously I'm homies with Frankie, so yeah. that was, like, the thing that put me on to you. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, no, it was <laughs> awesome to see it level up. So what's that moment where you're like, oh, snap, this song is blowing up? Like, what is that? How are you feeling at that time? Like a fire was in my stomach. Like I feel right now, like it's time to go get it. You yeah. know what I mean? And I realized like, yo, like I'm grateful for what never changed was because it, it kicked off my life to be what it is right now. You know what I mean? I'm also grateful that it didn't go on the Billboard Hot 100 or go gold or platinum. It started my career. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it wasn't this big record to where like people could say like, oh, he's a one hit wonder. He doesn't have that. that. Like it wasn't that yet. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I'm grateful for the opportunity to be able to, like, progress. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because the average person still doesn't know who Dusty State True is, and that's what we're trying to do. You know what I mean? I'm trying to have, before I walk into this podcast that we, that we did outside, they're stopping me, and they're like, yo, God. Like, it's, <laughs> it's happened. People ask for pictures, and like, but I'm not where I want to be yet. You got to level it you up, know? dude. And it's all little by little, you know? So, you know, what was the next record after Never Change that you saw the momentum just keep going? The next record, Top Dog. I remember that one. Yeah, yeah. Top Dog, Talk Tough, mm. Solar System, Demons, True to Me. Yeah, the video for Solar System is really yeah. cool, dude. How did that come to be? Me and Rogue was in L.A. Okay. It was so crazy because I, I fucked up that night. I don't know if I can swear on this. You can swear on this. Oh, yeah, I fucked up that night, bro. Me and Rook went to Dave's, Dave's Hot Chicken in L.A. We ate food. We went to go get drinks. I got so hungover I was blackout drunk the next day in that solar system video if you check out like that video bro 
I'm like in between scenes yakking. And oh, Rook's no, like, get dude. it out, get it out. Brushing my teeth, getting right back to it. Like, I'm like, <laughs> it was crazy, bro. Like, but it, it turned out to be, you know, a big, a big thing for me. So appreciate yeah. Solar System. Dude, I'm going to hit you with uh, a random one. Mm-hmm. You take black seed oil every day? What the? How do you know about black seed oil, though? Listen, I got my sources, Dusty. Nah, <laughs> yo, son. Nah, 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 nah. My first tour manager, Chris Steves, used to preach black seed oil to us. That's so crazy that you said that because, like, he used to preach that shit. Shout out to Chris Steves. But Chris Steves was, yo, every day, black seed oil, black seed oil. And he was big against the COVID vaccine. Yeah. So, like, my boy Femi, like, he was on tour with us and shit. He was like, yo, I just got the vaccine. I'm saying my job made me do it at the time. He's a, he's a musician now. He doesn't have a job and shit. But, yo, Chris Steves go, yo, Yo, Femi, nah, yo, and tries to feed him black seed oil right there in the hotel room. Like, yo, <laughs> we just busting out laughing, but that's crazy that you even brought that up. That's yeah. always so funny to me. I don't I don't take black seed oil every day. No, good. Nah. Well, this is a good transition into touring, dude. So yeah. what was touring like for you, dude? Fire. It's always fire. I love touring. I love being on shows. I love getting the opportunity to like touch the audience. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like it's one thing when I'm talking to you, like, in person, and it's another thing when you see me online. You know what I'm saying? Like, in person, it's always more personable, and I might build a fan that might stick with me forever. Like, the reason my, my page was gr- my grow so much when I'm on the road is because I'm in the crowd with, the, with these people. I'm giving them T-shirts. I'm taking pictures. I'm interacting with fans and the audience. Like, I'm not just a guy who's going to just get off the stage and just try to act cool and go to the green room. You're putting the work in. Nah, like, because I'm not there yet. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I'm putting the work in. I need you to know who Dusty is. You know what I'm saying? And you've done some big shows, dude. Like, these aren't, like, small cap rooms you're doing. I see yeah. you in arenas, dog. Yeah. So what was it like the first arena show you did? Nerve-wracking. I was shook, bro shook i was scared i ain't gonna lie to you because it was not that i'm scared to ever perform because i'm not yeah. it's just like i started off like a little nervous scared to perform but it was so surreal you know what i'm saying seeing that many people and learning how to adapt because i went from three thousand to fifteen thousand like i was just on the tour before that for maybe like three thousand the biggest room was two thousand three thousand four maybe the biggest room might have been thirty five hundred on yeah. the last tour i had been on now to come from that and be like, nope, next tour you're on is 15,000 people. Nuts, dude. Insane. I'm like, what? Like, you can't even, you don't even know what that's like. Like, like as a person who's never done it, like, you know what I'm saying? At that time, I didn't even know what that was like, you know? Yeah. It was crazy. So you're a signed artist. Did the touring opportunity come through your label? Yeah, for sure. It, it definitely came through my label, but it comes from the artist and the artist team has to like, they got to approve you. Yeah, they, they got to actually... Like, they got to like your music. They got to like what you stand for, and they got to see what you could do, because at the end of the day, like, if you're not ready for that, you're not ready for that. That doesn't mean, like, you're a bad artist. That doesn't mean that you're not going to get there. You're not going to be ready. But sometimes you need that seasoning. Like, before I ever did an arena, I did 60 shows plus. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's real work that gets put into this, you know? Yeah, so... Another question I have for you is you went on tour with Tusi, right? Mm-hmm. How did that opportunity come to be? Through the label? Yeah, Tusi signed to South Coast Music Group. Okay, so you guys are on yeah, the same label. On the same label, yeah. You, you guys Shout out a- to South Coast Music Group. I love being an artist on South Coast. Like Arnold Taylor, that's my big brother. Like he he gave me an opportunity. Shout out to Mayor. Yeah. Like those dudes on my team, they gave me the opportunity to like really develop as an artist. 
Yeah, you know the baby's on there too, right? The baby is on there. Tia Corinne, the baby, Black Zach, D Young, and Tino season, Low Clover, Big Mally, Shorty Scott, Goldie. Like you know, we're heavy. What was it sure. like taking those label meetings, and how did they come about originally? Honestly, never changed. Started the label meetings, but never changed. Like the big labels were coming. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like the big majors, and I just it didn't feel right at the time. And I decided to go with Arnold Taylor because it felt more like, all right, I'm going to have a chance to develop here. Yeah. This is, you don't want me to blow this song up, take this to radio and do this crazy thing where you're going to try to like boost these numbers and just juice it. And then I'm just nowhere to be found after having like a million followers and this and that and just everywhere. And then I'm nowhere. No, I'd rather take the slow route because what's going to happen on the slow route is I'm going to build fans that are going to stick with me and love Dusty for Dusty. You know what I'm saying? And when you're on those big labels, they have so many artists that are just, right, sign yeah. they're signing a million artists and just every year. Yeah. And just hoping one goes and whichever yep. one goes, they'll just rock with that one. So yep. it's like, it's not even like catering to you. So you feel like your, your whole team, your label and everybody like really is putting the time into Dusty. No, 1000%. If I call Arnold Taylor, a Carter, a mayor, any of them right now, Garrett, Mike, you know, Darius, they're answering the phone for me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're answering the phone for me. And not to say, like, we won't go partner up with a major label when it's time and take this to the next level, but you know what I'm saying? Like, we, we, we're we very tight-knit, and it's like we move militant. Yeah. Everything's, everything's calculated, but it's not. You know what I'm saying? Because you got to have fun with it, too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, speaking about fun with it, I want to bring it back to touring real quick mm -hmm. because— I've spent a lot of time on the road, too, and I know how ridiculous touring can be. And just, like, right. sometimes some of the obstacles are just, like, they're the most insane problems that a normal person would just never deal with. Right. Do you have a tour experience or, like, something that happened to you while you were on the road where it was just ridiculous or, like, maybe a fun story, like, from the road? Yeah. No, I got I got plenty of fun stories from the road. The road is, like, the most fun place ever, bro. Like, Man, like just and just like me and Tusi was just hooping. We were playing basketball at UMass Amherst. We we're doing shot for shot, it was like twenty a shot. But bro, like I like to think like I'm straight. I'm my three is on point. Like I'm really cashing in. But Tusi was just hitting that day. He was just hitting. He was just hitting. I'm in a negative <laughs> like four hundred with him, just trying to get back to zero. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I'm fighting <laughs> for it. It just wasn't happening. Like that's just that's just like some of the fun we have on tour. Like we um. You know, there was one time, like, the first ever show I did. This is actually not this is actually not fun or funny at all. But the first show I ever did, it was in Orlando, Florida. It was the Tusi Tour. Okay. Shout out to Tusi. Um, I got to the show. You know what I'm saying? It's maybe 2,000 people there. Um, You know, I'm, like, thinking, like, all right, cool. Like, whatever. Like, I rehearsed a little bit. I thought it was, like, you know, one, two step. Like, I'm going to just go up there and perform, perform my songs. They might react. They might not. How are we doing this? My boy Zay, uh, Zay the Goat, he's Carter's son. He was um, performing before me. So he went on, but he was seasoned. Like, he had came up watching the baby, And the baby's one of the greatest live performers on the planet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, dude. So, like, I've seen he's, a couple he's videos. crazy. So Zay's taking after that. And I'm watching how they're interacting with the crowd and got people going crazy, telling them to make noise. Stuff that I've never even done. I go up there after Zay. I'm like, damn, like, how am I supposed to follow up with that? You know what I'm saying? Because, like, he really interacted with that crowd because you got to talk to him. I ain't do none of that. I just perform my song straight through 15 minutes, got the hell off the stage. They were staring at me the whole time, bro. They ain't, they, ain't, they damn near booed me off, it felt like. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> bro, I walked out of there. You ever see Boys in the Hood? Yes, I have, dude. Remember when Trey was punching the air when the cop was like, doing, I, Oh, that was you, I, dude? Bro, I was out there punching the air. I was mad as fuck, bro. Like, I was just like, 
all this rehearsing, the music, they ain't like me, dog. Going crazy, you know what I'm saying? Like yelling at my, this could never happen again. Going crazy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it took Chris C's with the black seed oil. I swear that dude's like a monk, bro. Like he was like, bro, calm down. What is this going to do for you? You got 33 more shows, bro. Like this is an aggressive tour and they're back to back. So either you're going to adjust or you're, this is going to happen every single night. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that took like, yo, I just had to, adjust bro cause it was a couple more shows before I got used to it but like when I did they finally like fell in love with who I was like on the road and then it clicked you know what I'm saying like how to just perform and just how to be up there what did you change that like you know you feel like people resonated with like after those first couple shows honestly just my crowd interaction like just talking to them mm. talking to them being more you know of a stage present just cause like whatever I do <clears throat> it's like when you shoot a music video Whatever you do on camera is going to look a lot bigger than, like, how you feel. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. instead of being, like, I might be right here, a big thing is like this. is like, if you're, like, performing and you're rapping and the mic's, like, you're covering the mic and you're right here and your shoulders are in, the crowd is looking at you like, oh, he's nervous to be up there. He's not seasoned. Yeah. But if I'm up there... Elbow wide, my hand is out, I'm going crazy, I'm going, you know what I'm saying? Like, Gotta have a good time. They're feeling it, you know what I'm saying? If I'm jumping around, I might flip, I might do some crazy stuff that they're like, damn, I love this. I'm getting in the crowd, I'm interacting with them, I'm jumping with them, I'm taking pics with them, I'm taking people's phones, I'm pulling people on stage. Like, now I'm just letting my nuts hang, because it's like, at the end of the day, like, like I'm going to leave them with everything I have. Because and, what if that's my last show? You know, you never know. You and know if what I'm you're saying? having a good time too, mm -hmm. they're gonna have a good time. That's like the most important thing, dude. Exactly, if they see you up there bro. having fun, like they're not gonna stress over like you exactly, know what I mean? Like bro. it's when you're nervous, everyone else is like, Oh, who's this guy? Mm hmm They looking at you like, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I got another left field question I'm gonna hit you with. What up? I was told that you like milkshakes, dude, like a lot. Bro, what? Son? Yo. <laughs> I don't, that's that's <laughs> yeah. what I was told, dude. <laughs> nah, I do. Yeah, okay. Well, mm -hmm. what's your favorite milkshake, dude? I like a chocolate milkshake. Okay. With cream. Yeah, no, that was that was intel from Frankie Fire, dude. Yeah, that's funny as hell that he would say that, because we'd be on the road, I'd be like, yeah, stop. We need to go stop at a McDonald's or something, bro. I need a milkshake. Yeah. Like, we'll be coming back from the city, and it'd be like, everybody'd be like, I'm crazy, like, Two, three in the morning, bro. Like them highway ice cream machines, they don't stop. So if you ever go to McDonald's on the highway, stop on the hot. Do not stop in the city. Do not stop the highway ones. The milkshake machines never broken. Them dudes is in there cooking <laughs> up all night. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, like three, four in the morning. The only thing I order is a chocolate milkshake and some fries. Some fries in the shake. That's yeah, it. dude. Mm -hmm. And you've done a bunch of videos with Frankie at this point, dude. Yeah, we locked in. Yeah, what's one of your favorite videos you've done with Frankie? I like Who Got It. I like um. A love never changed for what it is. Yeah. Um, Who got it's the one that you're floating in? There's like a floating above cup? the city. Yeah. Like, that's like what I'm meant. stepping on this over. platform. Bro, that was a crazy video, bro. Ray's a cuckoo dude, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like, Ray's the man, dude. I hit him bro. talking to like I hit him actually this morning to get some intel even for this pod right yeah, here. Too. Yeah, I hit yeah, up everybody, yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, bro. I'm standing Ray got this platform thing for the back of a pickup truck where I'm standing on with this glass plexiglass thing that could like hold like 500 pounds and I forgot who's driving the car bro Ray might have been driving the pickup truck around Manhattan sounds about right dude crazy crazy Frankie's under the pickup truck and he's Hilarious. like and I'm just performing like a like a like like it's like a circus freak in front of thousands of people 
in Manhattan, like the middle of Manhattan, people are stopping their day to just record me doing that. And I'm just like, I'm embarrassed, but I'm just like going, I'm fucking, I'm here. I'm just, see what I'm you saying? Gotta do, I'm, you gotta commit. I'm bugging, like I'm extra with it too, because I'm committing to the whole thing, bro. Like, but I'm glad I did it though, because it came out to be one of my favorite videos. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's worth the shot. That's what Frankie always says, it's gonna be worth the shot. Fuck them, because in a year from now, tomorrow, they're not even gonna remember they saw this. Oh, it's yeah. Just some dude. shit in New York, so just do it. And they're just going to see the cool video, They're dude. just going to see the cool video, bro. Yeah, Frankie hit me with a bunch of random facts. He said that you don't drink like that, but you like wine. Yeah, I do like wine. <laughs> Frankie's over here. Yeah, he knows me. Yeah, I like, I'm a big wine drinker. I ain't going to lie to you. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. mad funny, dude. You guys, anybody about that, they know I only drink wine. Do you have a funny story with Frankie, too, or like something that was like ridiculous that happened when you guys were together? Yeah, for a plenty, bro. Like, uh, can you name one? Plenty. <laughs> so Frankie's like always like, he always be like, oh, this nigga like, bro, because I'm always like looking over my shoulder. I don't really trust people too easy because like my own past, like traumas of PTSD. Yeah. So I'm always looking, I'm always looking. And like, he's like, bro, you good, you good, you good, we, we good. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I know I'm straight. You know what I'm saying? I just do my thing. One time we was actually shooting a music video at like three in the morning. A car pulls up. He's like, bro, that's not, he's looking, he's like, he starts to look, and I'm like, nah, that's, that's crazy. Cuts his lights, starts creeping up towards us. Frankie looks at me, he goes, yeah, well, maybe you were right, one out of a hundred, bro, we out. And then he starts <laughs> taking off, I'm like, bro, right, this nigga crazy. Yeah, Frankie's like, mad Bro, funny. he's mad funny, but I'm sure there's mad of him I can't even think of right now, like, because the most random shit happens when we're shooting music videos and I'm doing stuff with him. Yeah, dude. I'm like, he's hilarious, bro. Dude, Frankie's mad funny, dude. Bro, like, funny as fuck. Yeah, but he's funny, like, in a way where, like, he doesn't necessarily try, you know what I mean? He just organically is funny, in my mm -hmm. opinion. Nah, he's he's just that guy. He's just a funny guy. <laughs> we was in L.A. one time, can't front. We were shooting a video what I did with Killbunk for Out of Time. That's a big record I got, too, that record. Yeah. Did millions of streams and stuff, so. But, like, we were shooting a video in L.A. It was me and Frankie Fire, and we stopped. His boy Streets out there is big in the cars, because you know Frankie in the cars and the lowriders. He loves it, dude. Bro, I'm like a kid, bro. Frankie's like, oh, my God, this dude, man. Like, let's go to this dude. Let's go do something else. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I bet. Because Streets is taking me around L.A. He's showing me where Baby Boy was shot. He's showing me the exact restaurant they pulled up into with the drive through and all that shit. And I'm just like a little kid at the museum, at the aquarium, bro. I'm taking it all in like, yo, this is crazy. This is where they shot Baby Boy. This is where they shot Boys in the Hood. Like, we having mad fun. But Frankie's seen it a thousand times. So he's rushing. We get to the studio. He's a different dude, too, bro. Like, I ain't going to lie to you. <laughs> we get to the studio. It's 2 a.m., bro. Like, it's me, my boy Jeremy Rockwell. Um, a couple more heads in the studio. We got an engineer and niggas smoking, chilling, just relaxing. Just, you know, I'm recording. I'm going my thing because I don't really smoke like that. So I'm just recording, just locked in. You know what I'm saying? Frankie just like, I'm going to get some food. I'm like, yo, you order something? He's like, nah, I know this. I know LA, like the back of my hand. But the studio was like in his building, but we could see like Frankie like just walking down the street. That's mad funny, dude. Into the darkness, into like this LA alley, but he's just walking until we watch him until he disappear. I'm like, that nigga crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, he, he don't give a fuck Cause he, like, for, he walking like he from LA All that, like, it's just, it's just he, He's a funny dude, bro Yeah, dude I ain't gonna lie to you I wanna talk to you a little bit, too About, like, you know Some accolades that you got I know that you had the You were on the Ear Milk Best songs of the year in 2020, right? They put Top Dog on that which Oh, is let's go, which dude Which is crazy It wasn't no Never It was Top Dog That was crazy That's amazing, though, dude yeah. Yeah, so how did that come to be? Did you just like wake up one day and they did it? Yeah, they just must some whoever did that publication must have just been a top dog fan. 
Let's go. Because that's far from one of my even most streaming, highest streaming songs. So it's crazy that they would just, they just like it. You yeah. Know I mean? just, Which is mm-hmm. good. You know, I'm sure that feels good too. Cause like, I know, like, for example, I know I have a big song and it's the song that everyone talks about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's like, you want, like, you know, it's like, yo, guys, I got, I got this other stuff too, you know? Yeah. So sometimes I feel a little bit of that too. Mm-hmm. But you also, uh, but you, with me, bro, like, like, other than people from Connecticut, like, mm. I mean, cut you off. No, you're good. I'm interested. Nobody asked me really about Never Change. Because if you were experiencing it with me here, you understand it and know it. Yeah. A lot of, I was doing a a, a celebrity basketball game for charity and um for Christmas. Yes. Um In Charlotte. They think Reflections is my biggest song. But when I did something in Richmond, Virginia, they thought True to Me was my biggest song. So, like, it's subjective to, like, what era you found out about me in. Yeah, type. no, that makes you sense, You know what dude. I'm saying? And the records resonate with people differently, too. You know what I right, mean? Where it's right, like, if they exactly. found you through Reflections, mm-hmm. you know, that might be the song that they're like, yo, this is my Dusty song that I absolutely love, you know? Right, because what I found out is a lot of people might, like, it takes a lot more to commit people to, like, you as an artist and, like, be, like, a fan of you. Because, like, a lot of people are fans of my songs. Yeah. Like, they'd be like, oh, I love Solar System. I love Demons. I love True to Me. I love Reflections. Who got it is my shit. And, like... They might never have heard another song from me again. They just love it. So when they see me performing, like, what's happening now is when I'm performing at these arenas, at these colleges, Yeah, people are knowing the songs now. So, like, I remember this girl, she put me on her story, but she knew Bottom, word for word, and was rapping that shit with me. Well, I don't know if she's seen me before on, like, another show, but she knew it. Another girl knew Do The Most, the whole song. Like, it's just, that stuff is cool, because, like, when you know you're putting in that groundwork, there's people that are growing with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, a thousand mm-hmm. percent, dude. I want to talk to you too about, you know, let's talk about Reflections a little bit. Mm-hmm. So were you in the studio with Tusi? How did that come together? Um, Reflections, I wasn't in the studio with Tusi. Okay. No, I might have been. I don't remember. But okay. I, 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 like, he didn't he didn't record it that day, though. I know that for a fact. Um, I had played it for Flip. Flip is his manager. And um, he was like, oh, this Tusi all day. Send me the open. I'm going to send it to two right now. Something like that happened. But he was in the studio and he listened to it before he even got on it, Tusi. But, yeah, he Flip set it up, though. Flip, Flip and Arnold. Arnold, like, Arnold heard it first. Then Flip came in and was like, yeah, this two. Like, let me, let me go ahead and set this up. Like, we got to get this done. Yeah. And then, like, that was history. He sent me that shit back mad quick because he was in Atlanta recording at the same time that I was, like, talking to them about Reflections. Because I was going to face that song. It was going to just be me. You know what I'm saying? And then... He hopped on it, turned it up. No, it's great, dude. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of jumping all over the place, but I want to talk to you because you opened up for A Boogie in Syracuse, right? Yeah, I did a couple of days with A Boogie. How did that go, dude? It was great. I did like, like I did a couple, a handful of days. I ain't yeah, lie. yeah. So how was that experience? You know, like how was his crowd receptive to you, and you know what was the vibe of that? They was fucking with me. Let's go, dude. Yeah, they, they was fucking with and me. And he brings out a nice crowd, dude. I've seen some A-Boogie crazy. shows, dude. They're crazy, nuts, dude. Crazy. A-Boogie brings out a crazy-ass crowd, bro. Like, years later, like, that's a good career right there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's bringing out 10, 15,000 years later. Like, I'm saying years later from when I was, like, a, a crazy A-Boogie fan when I was in, like, high school. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To see somebody still sustain that level of, like, fame and, like, that audience is amazing. It's yeah. inspiring. I think I saw you were at the BET Awards this year. That was, 2023. Yeah, yeah, how'd that go, dude? Fire, bro. I fucked up, though, bro. No. Shout out, shout out to Jensen. I don't know if you know who Jensen is. He's a kid from Avon, Connecticut. Okay. You know what I'm saying? He markets a lot of music. He um is on the road with DC to Don and does stuff for uh 
um, what is that agency? I think it's called Life and Friends. Okay. And he's he's um he's super dope dope kid. Like you know what I'm saying? Like he um was with me in Los Angeles. It was me, him, and Shiesty. Shiesty's uh Aurelio, he's like my right hand, you know what I'm saying? Um I was supposed to walk the red carpet with Tusi and Baby. My PR set it up to where when Tusi and Baby walked the red carpet, I'd walk the red carpet too and be right on your television sets. You know what I'm saying? I would have been right on TV and it would have been crazy. It would have just been a crazy look. It would have been the look of like that I needed while reflection was going crazy and like I fucked up. What because happened, dude? I didn't know what to wear to the BET Awards, so I got a tux, but I didn't know if I wanted to wear the blazer or just wear the shirt, because like a lot of the rap niggas was fresh as hell, and if I had known, I just would have put that shit on, but I didn't, you know what I'm saying? Dang. So I was just debating too long about the tux and not wearing the tux by like five minutes, plus my ticket was way across town, and the traffic, bro, at that like like arena where they had it was insane so like not across town but across downtown maybe like a two minute drive five minute walk but the drive that day might have been like 20 minutes 25 minutes because of traffic so i had no time so jensen shout out to jensen because he sprints across downtown like full speed to go get my ticket to walk the red carpet bro we're waiting on him we're waiting on him we're waiting on him. we know time is running bro he comes back with the ticket like like fucking Willy Wonka bro in his hand like running fast <laughs> as soon as I get there bro they telling me the red carpet just closed I'm like fuck bro oh, I'm like Arno gonna be vexed bro I'm like big dog gonna be heated bro heated but I ended up just getting in with him and we got our seats where we was seated like with the label and I still enjoyed the show but it wasn't it wasn't the same as being able to walk that red carpet and getting in that way you know what I'm saying yeah sometimes you just gotta charge it to the game dude you got to bro like you know what I'm saying between that ticket being at this hotel with the PR agent and the it just wasn't meant to be that day you know what I'm saying so what was meant to be was me doing radio row and and doing these interviews with radio stations from people around the country that was spinning a record and and me getting to experience what it is and what it can be when I take it to another level, that was worth the experience. Yeah, you know how were the radio interviews? Fire. Fire, fire, fire. It was super duper tough. Um, I'm just very, very, very grateful that I got to experience that. I ain't gonna lie to you because that shit, that shit was a humbling experience. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So what motivates Dusty? My mom. You know what I'm saying? Like, my mother... Honestly, I can't I can't speak to anything else like other than just seeing my parents and my mom just especially in particular just grind my whole life. Yeah. Like no breaks. Like my mom's never been in Los Angeles. The only vacation she's ever taken is to go to Florida to see our grandparents. You know what I'm saying? And that's just because she worked so much and worked so hard and worked so hard to raise me and my brother. Like I want her to see the life that she deserves. You know what I'm saying? So it keeps me hungry. It keeps me going, bro. You know, as cliche as it sounds, because, you know, everybody's like, my mom, God, like, you know what I'm saying, God too, shout out to God, but, like, it's really just, like, just seeing her, her drive and determination, like, even on days that she didn't want to get up, she knew she had to, while we were just enjoying our childhood, you know what I'm saying, she knew she had to go to work, and she'll go to work from 7 to 3, and then 4 to 11, so my mom would be at work all day, 7 to 3, 4 to 11, 7 to 3, 4 to 11. We'd see my mom from 11 to 7, and she'd still come home, talk to us, make sure we were good, laugh, joke, you know what I'm saying? Make sure we ate, you know, and, and do these things in between. And she's just like a superwoman, bro. Yeah, now bro. that you're playing arenas, you know, mm -hmm. things have obviously leveled up right. since the uh, not Jay-Z, not Kanye <laughs> comment. <laughs> what, what does she think now? Very proud. Yeah, no, she's, that's she's, amazing, dude. She's very, she's very proud, but 
you know, she knows that it's not where it needs to be. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's what keeps me hungry, bro. Like, I'm like, like you got, like, I feel it. Like right now I'm starving. Like I'm hungry. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that is not even like a chill feeling. Cause it's like time waits for no man. You know what I'm saying? Like, so me knowing that time waits for no man, I got to get it now. Like I got to just, my drive is just like, I don't know. It's just there. And like, it, there's been points where I've lost it, where I've lost my drive because like you do something so long and feel like you deserve to be somewhere that you're not yet. And I just know it's all a part of the process. You know what I'm saying? Like when you have that feeling in your stomach that, that doesn't go away and it won't go away until you get there, you know that you're doing the right thing. You know what I'm saying? Like my hunger level is just, it's, I know it's going to get there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I know I can take it there. So right now, like I'm doing everything that I can to get it to the next level. How you know do you get I mean? that drive back when you you feel like you're losing it a little bit? Like, what works for you to, like, get you back in the zone? It took a little minute for me to, like, learn how to get back in the zone. Like, that shit took a little minute. I'm not even going to lie to you because it, it's, it's, it's de- like, a lot of shit could be demotivating, especially as you get, like, you're, you're not a teenager. I'm not a teenager no more. I'm in my early 20s, so it's, like, me not being a teenager is, like, more of a drive now than, than, than anything because it's, like, bro, like, all right, cool. At the end of the day, like real life starts to hit you. Shit starts to ball up in like bills I didn't have before I have, you know, responsibilities that I didn't have before I have now. You know what I mean? I don't live out my mom's crib no more. I'm, I'm a man. I have my own crib. I have my own car. I have my own responsibilities. I have my own bills, you know, so I have my own life. I got a girl. I got this, you know, you got your mother's in your ear, she needs this. My little brother might need help with something. Like, real life starts to really hit you. Somebody might get sick. You know what I'm saying? Along this journey, I've lost loved ones. Like, my cousin was killed. Like, life starts to hit you, and that drive is hard for you to, like, get back sometimes. But now, like, that, like I'm so motivated that it's like, even when I don't, I know I keep saying like, that's weird. No, but, you're um, good, dude. I'm so motivated right now that even when I feel like I don't feel like doing nothing, I do it anyways. I might not feel like getting up today. But I'm, it's going to be worth it. You know what I'm saying? When I, like, do everything that I want to do that day to get my next week. I always say, like, stay a week ahead of my content. Stay a week ahead of everything I want to do. Like, right now I got my plans for next week already planned. But I shot my content that I'm posting next week all this week. You feel what I'm saying? Like, right now it's easier for me to just stay ahead of the curb than it is for me to not even do it. You know what I'm saying? That drive yeah. and determination is there. And it's crazy that me and you are even having a conversation <laughs> like this because I'm usually chill and laid back. I don't really do too much like, to, like no, this I, I real like, life me talking, but like right now I feel I feel comfortable to talk to you about it because I feel like it needs to be said. Dude, and music's a tough, tough business, dog, and it comes with so much sacrifice, dude. Like, Not real talk. You know, and maybe you can relate to this too, but I know personally, mm-hmm. like I've lost a lot of friends just because like my headspace has been so different where it's like, you know, you, you're so excited about your craft, but like, you know, if you have homies that are just like, they don't have drive, they don't have goals. It's like harder to connect with them too. So it's like, I know for me personally, like I've definitely fell out of touch with people just because their drive isn't there. And like, you want to keep good people around you. Right. So it's like, you know, do you find that your circle is like filled with motivated people? My circle is full of motivated people because I made my circle full of motivated people. Mm. I made, I surrounded myself in recent years with people who add and not take. 
people who are it's real important. and not fake. You know what I'm saying? You got to add and not take and be real and not fake. You know what I'm saying? That's a, I just can't. That's a bar right there. Yeah, <laughs> dude, no, it's good, nah, but 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 seriously though, all all actuality, like right now, it's like getting back to the basics and just knowing who has the right intentions for me and just can motivate me and keep me motivated because people are meant to be in your life for seasons. Like they're not meant to. Most people are not meant to stay. Some people are. You know what I'm saying? But people are not meant to stay as much as you 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 want them to be around and stay in your life because at the end of the day you outgrow some of your day ones like some of my I seen something on like the internet that was like your day twos are sometimes more valuable than your day ones because them day twos add you know what I mean yeah. they water your flowers they water your they water the seed that you planted and help you grow to be who you want to be because sometimes the day ones feel either they take, entitled dude. or they feel like they don't have to be, they don't have to work because they're your homeboy because of what they did or they're your homegirl because of what they did for you before all of this started. Because before all of this started, I was somebody that people would, first of all, they gave me their ass to kiss. They gave me, they didn't show me an ounce of respect. Niggas wouldn't even respond to my DMs. I had less than a thousand followers before I may never change. I had, I used to get 300 likes and, and, and 12 comments and think I was that nigga. You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. oh, shit, I'm up. Because it was normal for me to get five comments, four comments, and, and 170 likes on a pick. And that was that was cool because that was my, that was what I was, that was what I knew. I didn't know anything else. You know what I'm saying? And I just remember how, pe- I never forget how people treated me when I was no, was nobody. And I'm still not any, I'm not talking like I'm just this big ass artist who's, but no, I put in a lot of work. And I just remember how people used to treat me. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I just remember like, not to say like I would go back and treat them any type of way, but no, I I remember how people treat me and how treated me. And I remember how humble I should stay and to never treat people the way they treated me. Amen, you know what I'm saying? Dude. That keeps me grounded, you know? Yeah, Because people, people really, 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 Bro. really, like I'm telling you. I get it, dude. Yeah. I've definitely had people that have just done me so dirty. And I was mm-hmm. like, dang, like you were a friend, dog. Like right, right. how... What's going on here? Right. You know what I mean? Because it's right. like what you did to me, dog. I wouldn't do to. I wouldn't do it to my worst enemy, dude. So Real talk, like, yo. So real talk, and that's sometimes like I know, like my heart is so big and it's in the right spot that I had to like kind of limit how much I can give out at one time. Time right now, because. I can't do for everybody. I can't help everybody. You can't pour from a glass that's empty, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I haven't, if I'm not there yet and I can't even fill up my cup, how could I fill yours up? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What what value can I add other than what's free is my support? You know what I'm saying? Because I'm always going to show support and I'm always going to show love and I'm always going to want you to do greater things. You know what I'm saying? Because I have no, there's no envy in my heart towards anybody. There's no jealousy. There's no nothing because I believe in what is meant for you, is meant for you, and what's not is not. You know what I mean? You can't miss your blessing. If it's for you, you're going to, you're gonna, you're gonna receive it. You know what I mean? And if you want it enough and manifest it enough, how could it not happen? And it's all perspective too, because I know we touched on this a little bit before, but like, you know, people will just see the numbers and they'll think you're up, up, up. You know what I mean? And it's <laughs> like, like, what? You bro? know what I mean? But it's like, you know, when you're really in this game, you know that. There's just a lot more to do. You know what I mean? Like build up that fan base, like level things up. Like it's a process. Right, right. I'm blessed enough to have like an audience and fans and I have succeeded in the numbers aspect. But at the end of the day, like 
I, I want to go sell out my own arenas. You know what I'm saying? Those are my dreams. I got big dreams. Like, you know what I'm saying? And that's a lot of work, dude. It's but a, you'll get a, there. There's a, there's a lot more work that has to be put in. You feel what I'm saying? And the music just has to keep progressing and getting better. But, like, I can't. Like, when people say, oh, yo, you got a million views on the video, and I've reached millions of views multiple times, you know what I'm saying? And I can still put out a video that gets a million views or 600,000. The last video I posted, it got 680,000. But, like, the last thing that I, but, like, that doesn't matter. Because at the end of the day, like, I want to go sell out Fenway Stadium three nights in a row. You know what I'm saying? Like that doesn't the internet stuff doesn't matter when it you, really doesn't. Yeah, dude. when you when you when you want when you have bigger aspirations and bigger goals, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and it's tricky too because you know from a director's standpoint, like I, I have a video that has 20 million views, right? From crazy. like a video I directed back in the day. Crazy. It is crazy, but like I don't talk with any of the people that I did that video with, so it's like it's like you know what I mean? It's like. Right. Whatever, like you know what I mean. It's not right. really like, that like cool. Like I said, like I said, if you if you were a part of that fan base that loves Never Change, maybe you only liked Never Change. Yeah. If you were a part of that fan base that loves Reflections, maybe you only liked Reflections, and like you're, so you're there for you're there because I was on a song with Tusi and we complimented each other well on that song. You know what I'm saying? So I get it. That's the last video I was referring to because right now yeah. videos are kind of in a weird space. I've been putting out more content than music videos. It's the game, dude. It's right the now, game short right now, form, yeah. dog. Because people people aren't like going to watch music videos the way they were in 2020 or during the pandemic, where you know what I'm saying somebody can go up and get 11 million views, 10 million views, nine million, five, six, seven, eight, ten, like easy. You know what I'm saying? Like people like right now, it's just that short form content is hitting way harder than. Me going to shoot a whole big budget video and doing this thing, and I, it's just smarter, dude. It's the game too. And mm -hmm. my homie Ian, whose podcast studio we're in, mm -hmm. like he does a lot of YouTube shorts, bro. His YouTube has blown up mm -hmm. based off of just the YouTube shorts. You know what I mean? Right, so, right. He's caught, he's caught his algorithm. He's caught who 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 likes him. It's like finding your audience and then like attaching yourself to that audience and just feeding them what they like, whatever you think that audience is. Cause like I had a co short conversation with Ian before we walked in and him saying like, this is what I do. These are the types of people I want on my podcast. This is what I stick to. And this is what's working. So why try to do anything other than what's working? You know what exactly, I'm saying? Exactly, dude. Push the needle. Push the needle always. Yeah, definitely you know experiment, but like... <laughs> yeah, don't alienate your audience. You know what I mean? Like if, if I, if I, I like to drop fun records right yeah. I drop fun records but I also can't alienate the audience that loves me for my more vulnerable records the records where I'm speaking about my past traumas and and my heartbreaks and my my the love that I've experienced and the love that I've lost you know what I mean I can't alienate those people so like even today I'm about to shoot something like that's more personal to me because I just gave in front of my V where we was just having fun you know what I mean yeah so so what are some of your goals right now? Like, what are you, what would you like to see for yourself in like the next couple of years? First and foremost, I like to see, you know, me still breathing alive. That's, that's the biggest thing. Like hopefully alive and happy and, you know what I'm saying? My mom where she needs to be and I'm where I want to be and I could just do for me and mine. You know what I mean? Do for me and mine and be because I, I guess, like I told you, I have big aspirations. Like, yeah. I really, 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 really have goals that I've set in place and a plan. You know what I mean? So if all goes according to plan, I'll be where I need to be. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. No, I think it's interesting too. Like, you know, when I asked you your goals, the first thing you said was like, you want to be alive. Do you think about mortality a lot? I can't help but think about mortality a lot. Why? Well, for one, you know, I almost died. I didn't know that, dude. Yeah, can you I talk about that? multiple times, but I've almost, you know, yeah, I can talk about it a bit. You know what I'm saying? I got, um, 2018, you know, my car got shot at. Oh, damn. I didn't like know two, that, dude. Two, two, three in the morning. And I, cr- I had a boy with me, you know what I'm saying? He messed up his hand, but he's all right. You know, we wrapped it around a tree. The car looked like somebody might have died in there. You know, he, he other than his arm, I walked out of there unscathed. You know what I mean? Not not a bullet touched me. You know, they found ballistic evidence lodged in my vehicle. You know what I'm saying? They 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 uh I drove through a fence uh, wrapped around a tree. Jeez, dude. Um I have a countless like not countless, can't say that, but I have a lot of people in my life that I knew, loved and you know had friendships or family ties to that have passed away whether it be sickness or gun violence. And it's hard to think, not think about mortality sometimes just because that was just my experiences. I would love to not have gone through those experiences as would anybody else who has, you know, the right, yeah. <laughs> and then the right, like, and that's not nuts. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause if you, you know, I've, I've lived it. So I, I know what it's like to lose those you love and, what it's like to be left with those thoughts, like, what happens now? You know what I mean? Like, somebody dies, and then, what, their family grieves for three, four weeks. The people who are hurting the most are their immediate family. Yeah. Their parents, their brothers, their sisters, and those are the people who are going to be grieving for years down the line. But, you know, the extended family and friends, you only check up on them. Like, I still call my cousin's, my cousin's mom and talk to his father. I just brought his mom and his father to the Little Wayne show with me oh, just so amazing. they could see it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I still check up on them every now and again. You know what I'm saying? Because if I don't do it, I don't know who else is. You know what I mean? I I would hope that other people are still reaching out because, you know, a lot of people pour that love in when it's fresh. But now my cousin's been dead three years, almost. 2021. So it's like, who's still who's still going for him? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so so that that type of shit, like, it, stick, it gets in my head sometimes. It sticks in my head. But I just know that that ain't the energy I'm pushing or manifesting for my own life, you know? And it took me some realizing that because the power of your tongue is very, like, it's crazy. When you say it and, and it happens, it's like, and that's negative or positive because the higher power of the universe, God, it doesn't know the difference, you know what I'm saying, based on what you say in your brain versus what what comes out your mouth and what, what it thinks that is that's what you want. So if you say, damn, like, like I like you ever heard about the secret? It's mm. a fire ass book, but it's also a po- uh, um little documentary or whatever the case. I haven't be. heard it, but I gotta check it out. Check it out. It's like an hour and a half long, but like you know what I'm saying? Like that shit, like is true. Like the, it doesn't know the difference. Like the power of your tongue. Like if I say, "Damn, I don't want this to happen," or I, I'm thinking about the worst possible outcome all of the time instead of thinking about the best possible outcome all of the time. What you're manifesting doesn't know the difference of what what the fuck is good and bad. It just knows what you keep thinking about. Yeah, you know no, what I'm I believe so in that, that too. That, that's literally a reality. If you keep thinking about that shit, it's bound to happen. Positivity you, attracts positivity, dude. Like it's such a it's such a real thing. It's scary. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Like so, that's what I'm pushing right now. I'm pushing, pushing, pushing that positivity. Really. Yeah, dude. Well, Dusty, you got a good heart, dude. You know, I can just tell. Just like 
I don't know. I don't think we've ever had a talk like, you know, this long ever. So I'm like, nah. you know, so I'm still like learning you as a person. Mm-hmm. But nah, dude, you got a good heart. And, you know, when people listen to Dusty Stay True, dude, mm-hmm. what do you want people to take away from you? Honestly, honesty. Mm. Honestly. Makes sense. Yeah, honesty. Because I'm at the end of the day, like I'm honest to myself. Like I'm just true to me. And like as cliche as that sounds because I'm my name. But is that where the name comes from? Stay true. Yeah. Yeah, there was a book of quotes that I had. One of the quotes that stay true, stay fly. I just mixed that with the Dusty. Mm. And um, Dusty, my friends know me as X, Xavier. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Dusty is like, like that was my a name that I came up with on the fly in like 2014. But it, it was crazy because my grandfather, who had passed when I was like three years old, his nickname his whole life was Dusty. Oh, his wow. twin brother's name was Rusty. It's Ronald and Donald, Dusty and Rusty. So it was kind of like meant to be that way. You know what I'm saying? But... Yeah, that's that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at though. Like just taking a, what you what you take away from me is when you listen to me is like somebody who's always gonna be honest. You know what I'm saying? Even if it's like exaggerating the fucking shit that that like my lifestyle or whatever the case may be for like you know yeah. those purposes and shit. But it's really just just staying true to me and just who I am at the end of the day because I can't speak about my experiences and like I can't speak about shit that I haven't experienced or haven't done. That's just not in my, that's not in my body. I'm not, I'm not going to sit up here and tell you, nigga, I'm the biggest trap god in the world. I'm just, just trap lord. Like, I'm not on that type of time. But I could tell you about these emotions that I felt because they were real. I could tell you about these niggas that I done lost because they were real. They were people. You know what I'm saying? I could tell you about these traumas that I've experienced because these have happened. You know what I'm saying? I could tell you about these situations that I've been in, lived through, or seen because they really happened, like, in real life. You know what I mean? And I think when you're making it up, and people can see right through that, dude. Type shit, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, like, we, because, like, you a rapper, bro. Every rapper in the world has made some shit up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just, to, <laughs> yeah. just to say it. You know what I'm saying? And it, even when I do it and put it out or say it, it don't feel authentic, and I move away from that shit. Because it's just like, eh. Yeah. I ain't, that ain't my style, really. Type there's, shit. There's a very silly interview i seen. It's with Tekka. Where he's talking about ransom, yeah, because like he's like I got two twin Glocks, and he's like, <laughs> and, but in the interview he's like I have no Glocks for anybody, like he's breaking down his own lyrics. Yo, but but bro, I fuck with that more. Yeah, because he's more he's honest. He's honest about it. Yeah, I fuck with that more than him just being like, yeah, nigga, I was raising the streets, shit get crazy, it's hectic, it's yeah. Because then I'd have been like, ah, oh, this nigga crazy, because somebody's <laughs> gonna g check you, you know what I'm saying? And I I don't want to be a street artist, I don't want to be a, a hood artist, like I don't want to be that. All I can speak about is my experiences you feel what i'm saying so it's like tech could probably feel the same way he's just like nigga i'm gonna just have fun with this shit because i do want to have fun with it too you know what i'm saying yeah but tech tech i just got off tour with him too that was fire oh i didn't even know that dude yeah, come on yeah. tell me a little bit about that dude yo bro i wasn't really t- i was tapped into a couple tech songs dui obviously ransom yeah um, but dui was some shit that i always listened to because that shit just could just repeat but I'm a fan of that nigga music now, though, bro. Like, that Tech album was incredible. Yeah. That shit was fire. No, Tekka is dope, dude. Yeah, that shit was fire. I was like, Great Damn. videos, too. He's got some great music videos. You know who that is? Cole, right? Yeah, uh, who? Cole? Cole Bennett? Nah. They're the ones I've seen. Well, who else is doing Tekka's videos? Bro, fucking, um... No, hell yeah, Declan dude. Kyle, bro. Oh, Declan's fucking nuts, Declan dude. shoots, like, most of Tekka's visuals. Did I see a video that Declan did where somebody was, like, standing on, like, a buoy... Or something that might have been Yachty or Tekka. I seen something cool that he did. Yeah, like I think bro, I followed Declan, but Declan he's, is, he's really dope, dude. De- Declan is 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 a fire ass videographer. That, 
you know, people in Connecticut should tap more into and tap more, you know what I'm saying, and do more visuals with him. You know, I caught him very early. Um, yeah, he has a lot look, of, like, VFX, too. I remember yeah. seeing, like, bats flying through a room. Yeah, he's fire, bro. Yeah, like, he's crazy. fire. He's fire. Declan Kyle, bro, we shot Talk Tough. But he shoots a lot of text videos, and that's just fire. Nah, it's dope, from, dude. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. what's next for Dusty? Like, what do you want to see, like, in your immediate future, dude? Shit, right now, I'm just dropping music. I'm just going. Like, even if I'm not dropping, I'm dropping on SoundCloud and Instagram, and I'm dropping on just, I need to stay in your face right now. You know what I'm it's saying? It's important, dude. Yeah. Yeah, music's not one of those careers you can kind of, like, hit the back burner for a second. Nah, that shit'll bite you in the ass. Yeah. It hasn't happened to me, but I've seen it, and I'm me just too, like, wow, dude. that shit's crazy. Like, you gotta stay consistent. No matter how big you are, this shit could happen to anybody. You could just stop. Yeah, dude. I and mean, you, you see it all you, the time. You, before you blow up, because like right now, me and you, we just two artists talking before before greatness. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I feel it, dude. So it's like, if we were to stop now or slow down, we just killing shit in the crib. Yeah, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're just killing it in the crib. It didn't even start yet. What is my 80,000 followers to 80 million? You yeah. feel what I'm saying? Like, we're not. What is my... We're just getting started. Like, I yo, always feel like I'm just getting started, dude. Just getting started. Yeah, <laughs> like, and we've I'm been in it for started. so long. You know what I mean? Yeah, you said you've been, been in it for 15 years, like... Type shit, and it, and it professionally, it's been three and a half already. Yeah. We talking from a perspective, like, three and a half years later is crazy. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's crazy. If there's an artist that's listening to this now that's, like, trying to get into it, what advice would you have for them? Honestly, stay consistent. Mm. Stay consistent, keep doing, stay true to you, stay, you'll be yourself, and just, that's going to take you way further than... Than anything that's not authentic, can't front. Yeah, and I'm still learning that. So, nigga, it's just staying you. And it seems like being authentic is probably one of the most important things to you. It is. It is. It is. It is. Definitely, one thousand percent. Right now, there's other things more important to me, but authenticity is definitely in the top three. Um, consistency is one of those things, and just pushing the needle and just experimenting and constantly changing and evolving. Like, I'm not about to give niggas a never change part 25. I'm just not that type of nigga. I can't yeah. do it. You know what I'm saying? I can't. And if they like that song, that song exists. It would have been I mean? easy for me to do 50 never changes back to back to back. I'm going to give you one where I'm about to repeat the same hook again. Yeah. I'm take that. Now I'm about to just try to push the needle every time. Take it or love it because I love it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. Well, if people wanted to find Dusty Stay True, where can they connect with you, dude? Yeah, um, Dusty Stay True, uh, Instagram, Twitter, uh, TikTok, anything, you know, all platforms, D-U-S-T-Y-S-T-A-Y-T-R-U-E, one word, Dusty Stay True. Let's go, Dusty. I appreciate you coming on the pod and making the trip out here, dude. I feel like mm-hmm. we had a really good conversation. Nah, I had fun with you, bro. It got deeper than I thought it was going to get, but nah, I like yeah. that, dude. I like it, too. That's why I like having good conversations, bro. I ain't going to lie to you. Awesome, man. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming out, dude. Of course, bro. Thanks for having me. I want to leave you guys with my thought of the day. My thought of the day is this. Be your authentic self. Dusty and I talked about it a lot in the podcast, but don't be a phony. Don't try to be somebody else because the best results are going to be when you're you. And also one other thing. You got to believe before the world does.